Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Davida Shinsky, and the, day, or the title of today's show is How to Market an Increasingly Digitized Industry. Long before the internet started or before we started using digital marketing, you had marketing that was done in the traditional way of newspapers, uh, direct mail, and radio and magazines. But today, because it's digitized, you can put your advertising out today and have it live today instead of planning things three to four months ahead. So, from 2016 to 2019, there was an 85% increase in the preference for business-to-business buyers to do all of their research online when selecting their solutions and service providers, according to McKinsey. During the same time frame, Buyers online evaluation of vendors went from 285%. That means the trend in how business-to-businesses want to buy their solutions and services was already underway before the pandemic. What I just said is very important because it just literally shows you that long before the pandemic even hit, that you started hearing about Cyber Monday in addition to Black Friday. And every year it has increased. And all the pandemic did was accelerate a trend that was already here. Because as a career coach, I can tell you this, but back in the 80s, the 90s, especially the early 2000s and the 21st century, I could see how we were slowly changing how business was being done, from being done offline to being done online. And today, if you do not have an online presence with your business, you're leaving money on the table. But The interesting thing is that it's dramatically accelerated since COVID-19. McKinsey Research shows that business-to-business companies expect these changes to stick in a permanent way for the business-to-business business leaders who commit to further digitizing their go-to market strategies will drive efficient competitive advantage 
The result will be loyal customers and a lot more of them than competitors who are slower to move their efforts online. Business to Business Buying Journal has transitioned online. As we see, the marketing and sales funnel has dramatically changed, especially since COVID-19 hit. Traditionally, marketing has been accountable for only awareness and interest and maybe driving a little consideration. In the new paradigm, the marketing function drives sales all the way through the funnel to evaluation. That means companies are deciding whether or not to put their businesses into their evaluation of products and services long before they ever pick up the phone to talk to a salesperson. So when CEOs are thinking about overweighting of salespeople and typically the underweighting of marketing in mid-market companies, they're making a big mistake. Companies will need more marketing resources and more marketing focus to drive these opportunities for the sales team. The shorter time that the sales force has to interact with their buyer means that businesses are coming to these discussions much more informed and much more educated. So service and product providers are really going to have to think through what their sales enablement needs to look like. So as you see that the marketing trends and how you are transitioning online today is totally changing. And I'm going to go back and tell you a little story simply because I think this fits in very well here. That I can remember back that the stories my mother always used to tell about my Uncle Barney. And it really shows you just how business world has changed today and just how understanding how to take that business and literally move it and understanding that trends will continue to, to change even as we move further and further into the 21st century. And who knows what trends will be happening by the 22nd century. Now, many of us may not be around, and who knows, but you'll have descendants around that will have to deal with it. But here's what's going on, that if you look back to the, the early, early parts the 20th century, that's when there was a big influx of Europeans into the United States. And what did they do? They brought their skills with them. And whereas in their hometown, they went home to home selling their products, when they came to the United States, what did they do? They set up push carts, and people started coming to them on street corners to buy what they had to offer. Eventually, they moved into little mom-and-pop stores indoors. 
And then from there, you started seeing the corporations grow up. And as the corporations grew up, the generation, the first generation actually born in this country, or many of them, went to work for those corporations, and they grew with the corporations, and they worked with the corporations for 25 to 30 years, and then retired. And my mother always talked about Uncle Barney. Well, Uncle Barney went to work during the Depression for the steel mill, and he was willing to work for free until the owner could pay him a salary. So it was actually in the owner's will that his sons could not fire Uncle Barney, and they had to let him to continue working. He worked into his 70s, and he actually lived to be 99. But as you can see, he worked until he was in his 70s. And the company was loyal to him. But then with the baby boomer generation, what happened was after 15 to 20 years, those corporations were merging, and they were having two to three people doing the same job. Well, they didn't need that, and they wanted to cut some of their overhead. So they started offering buyout packages to middle management and upper management level positions. And that was nearing the end of the 20th century. That was the beginning of dot-com era. That was when you started seeing consultants going out. To, they were going to help you fix your computers and, so that they didn't crash. And it was, it was just that you started seeing more and more things happening that were trending towards the way business being done today. And Today, there's no such thing as a guaranteed corporate job. And in fact, many people who work in the corporate world today work there for maybe four or five years. Then they leave and go and start their own businesses. And they are looking really to, to start making the salaries that that they were making in the corporate environment instead of understanding that they need to start from the bottom and build up to what they're, they're charging. So understanding how that market works, understanding how to create it. Now, now, and the, let's put it this way, the millennials, that's the generation that grew up with the computers. They're very tech savvy. They literally know what to do. And then you got Generation Z that's known as the digital babies because that was the best. And they could do even more. But the thing is, the millennials are the ones that are going out and creating and designing the software because they're the coders of today in the marketplace. So some marketing functions have permanently changed. I asked. 80-plus CMOs of my company, what are your top predictions for what's going to be permanently changed? And these three main topics are the essence of their feedback, the rapid acceleration of consumers and business-to-business -business customers assessing content online, 
marketing, owning a lot more of the sales process than it did before the pandemic. Buying has become largely digitized. Businesses are shifting to see that they can expand their markets financially with digital marketing and remote selling. Marketing generalists are becoming dinosaurs. Today, there is no full stack CMO and strategy really must be done in parallel with the performance marketing. With the whole movement online, businesses traditionally have said, well, you know, this is the geography I serve. But COVID-19 has busted open geographies. For example, there's a church in Southern California that served its local community for years, but it finally went online during the lockdowns and put a digital strategy together, not random acts of marketing to reach a broader audience, and they quickly reached 1 million people. Now, recently, my friend came back into town and was here for a few weeks, and we went to services, and, and, and the synagogue had basically been shut down, and when they reopened, they were making sure that they were distancing, and then what they did was they started an all, uh, services online, and they have reached literally over a million people around the world who have, who have attended their services. So it's not just the churches but that are doing it. All businesses, we're truly today a global economy. So if you are not knowing how to take what you currently do and literally move it, Online, then you're going to be leaving money on the table. Because one thing, if you're in a little strip mall, you're depending a lot on foot traffic. Or you've got to, I remember talking to someone, and she had told me that she had a friend who was starting her, her business in New York City. And she literally told her, you need to have $500,000 in the bank overhead before you even open your doors. And why is that? Well, before you open your doors, you have to renovate that building. Then you have to purchase your product to sell. Then you have to hire people and you have to train them. Then you go stock the place. And you have to pay the overhead of the electricity and the phone bill and all of that before you even open your door and make your first dime. So remember that just because you currently have a business and you open your doors, that does not even guarantee you that someone is going to come through your door. But if you have an online business, you can virtually get it up and running for under $500 today. Put time in doing your organic marketing and bringing traffic. 
uh, getting in the places on social media where your customers hang out, build those relationships while you're getting everything up and running and putting your product together, and then you can literally start earning money and it start small and then grow from there. So it's a it's a balancing act, but it's also a a strategy that will help you with literally growing and building that business. So how to develop a new marketing strategy? Well, if business-to-business providers really want to have solid marketing execution, which is that website search engine optimization and lead generation, it really needs to be informed by the company truly understanding its strengths, the customers, what they truly value, the competition, understanding what strategies are being deployed, especially digitally. That then informs the strategy. How are we different? What is our unique value proposition? How are we positioning ourselves against competitors? What do we need to do in pricing? And how do we segment our markets? There is no magic pill, but there are best policies. Your strategy should be informed by insights about customers and how their needs want and wants have been changed through the pandemic and what competitors are doing and the strength of the company. So, as you can see, in today's marketplace, what's literally happening? Well, for one thing, everything has changed in how business is being done. So, what we want to talk about now is the possibility of building that online business with digital marketing because without it, you are not going to be successful. And digital marketing today consists of content marketing, it consists of search engine optimization, it consists of sales funnels. It consists of things that you are taking your your customers through to, to grow that business. So understanding where you're coming from and how to utilize that to create the business that you want, well, here's what you need to do. Because, for one thing, how are you going to take this digital marketing and how are you going to have those skills to actually build that business? Well, that's that's the big question, and that's what you need to understand. Because if you're going to sell online, well, then you have four steps that you have to consider. So, let's see. 
that if you're going to start with a business plan, what's your strategy? A business plan is the first step in launching a successful brand online. Entrepreneurs who skip this important step often face significant problems further down the line to avoid challenges that could have been easily anticipated. You simply need to invest a bit of time before launching your product or service to create a business plan. And your business plan doesn't need to be complicated or lengthy. In fact, simple and concise business plans are best as they are easier to follow. Simply doesn't mean easy, however. Here's how you should proceed when when creating your first business plan. Why is it important? A business plan will help you understand the market potential, identify opportunities and challenges, define the appropriate product pricing strategy, and prioritize every step that follows. Now, how to use your business plan. After completing your business plan, you'll have an actionable roadmap to launch your brand online. Your business plan should also include important milestones to help you evaluate success against your goals. Now, I have a course that's sitting on several platforms and also on my own platform that teaches you how to write a business simply because with that business plan, it is literally something that can help you become very successful in any endeavor that you choose. So what should be included in an online business plan to be useful? Your business plan should include the following sections, your business overview, and what will be the nature of your business? How will you structure your compensation? What is your vision for the future? And what are the measurable objectives that you want to achieve over the coming months and years? Market analysis. What is the total size of the market that you want to penetrate? Who will be your main competitors and how are they doing it? What are the key opportunities and challenges that you will face when launching a new product in the market? Elevator pitch. How will you introduce your product or services to potential customers or investors? Customer segmentation. Brands succeed online when they are customer-based. It is critical to clarify, define who your customers are and why your product is and will be relative to them. Marketing plan. Launching a product or service online is great. Being able to captivate potential buyers and make a profit is even better. 
your marketing plan should clearly articulate how you will introduce your product to your audience, logistics, and operations. This is the nuts and bolts of the business plan and operations. You need to figure out before you bring, you, you launch how you will source, produce, store, fulfill, and deliver your goods and services, budget and finance. Finally, the last section should include your financial projections for the first few quarters of your business. How much money will you need to start? When will you become financially profitable? And how will you ensure the sustainability of your business? So now you need to look at how do you define the brand purpose and what makes you special. Well, now that your business plan is completed, you should have a pretty good idea of the market potential of your product and service. You're now ready to define your brand purpose. Why is it important? Your brand purpose will be the foundation of your online business. Why does your brand exist? And why should consumers care? What will success look like for your brand? What are the key values that your brand will embody? How to use your brand purpose. Your brand purpose will be the on the angular store of everything that you do thereafter. It will dictate how to position your brand in the market and how to articulate your marketing message. It will also help you decide what to invest in when you're ready to grow and explore new product categories and partnerships. Now, how to launch your online business. This will be the, the last thing we really talk about, but it's important to understand. Now that your online business foundations are in place, it's time to put your business plan into motion and launch your brand. The second step focuses on setting up your business operations, designing your brand experience, and launching your online store. For most people, setting up a business operation is a tedious thing to do. You might be tempted to skip it on the beginning because you haven't even sold anything yet. And it will be easy to keep track of how sales manually at the beginning. But the, the neat thing to understand is for you is how to put this and make it all work for you. So what is important? The right business operation foundations are what will enable your brand to scale in the future. Mess this up and you'll quickly find yourself spending more time working in your business instead of 
on your business. So how to use your business operations. As an entrepreneur, your time is precious. So make sure that you have the right business operations in place to manage your brand efficiently and at lower cost. Your objective at this stage is to find the right tools and platforms to quickly get your product to market and and minimize the time you have to spend managing your operations. So when you look at building your business today, you have to consider many things that will help you build and grow your business to take it to the next level. It is up to you to decide exactly what you want to do and having the right mindset when you start your business as an entrepreneur is a very important aspect. If you want to learn how to change your thoughts and transform your life so that you have a more positive outlook, you can go to changeyourthoughtschallenge.com forward slash join the challenge because that's the first step in starting and succeeding in an online business. (laughs) 